Hey, what's up, people? Jason DeBiss. I'm back. This is episode 29. The late, not the late, the great, the great Daron Forbes is in the house, and the episode starts right now. Hey. All right, here we go. And guess who's back? Dun, 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 dun. Back again. <laughs> guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? By popular demand, it is my duty, my honor, my privilege to reintroduce to you guys the great, great Daron Forbes. What's good, woman? Hey, what's cooking? Glad no? to be back. Oh, what a nice background. This is, uh, you, you got a fireplace in case this quarantine goes, goes to Christmas. <laughs> no, 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 you got, no, no. You got your Michael Jackson mask. <laughs> this is to play volleyball in. No doubt. Yeah. Hey, before we got in the air, you, you mentioned, um, and I'm glad you told me this because I, I feel like as much as I'm in it, I feel like the Wizard of Oz. I don't know anything. Um, and uh, AVP canceled New York City, right? Yes, they did. Yeah. For and, June. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's a mixed blessing for me because last year I was coaching like three or four teams and now I'm only like coaching one player. So it's one of those things where, um, you know, it's Rob McLean and, and of course, if Rafu plays. But I had my tickets for the first week of June. They moved it back. And I, I was like, should I move it, move the tickets? And I'm like, no, let's just let's just wait and see what happens. And I'm glad I did. So this way, administratively, it's not a pain in the butt. Um, cool. So what does Manhattan Beach look like? You, you live in Manhattan Beach. Is it, is it empty? Or is there a bunch um, of people running around? You know, it's not too bad right now. The sun is out. The weather is heating up. I live on a busy street, as you know. Um, it's one of the main streets that goes through Manhattan Beach. I'm really concerned it's going to get ugly this weekend with people, uh, wa families walking, bikers, uh, runners. I've already experienced it. Last night I was coming back from across town, and uh, I was going through Hermosa back into Manhattan, and bikes and pedestrians are just jumping out in the street to get away from other people and they're not paying attention. So it's um, it's kind of quiet right now outside, but I know it's gonna heat up and it's gonna get a little crazy out there. So uh, I'm, everybody be safe. If you're out this weekend, please be safe because I don't really wanna see anybody getting hit by a car. There was a couple of near accidents last weekend right in front of my house. Yeah, And it's because people aren't paying attention. People are jumping out. and. Um, well, so. I don't know. I don't know the ratio of the scale on that is Daron. I okay. I live pretty close here. I live in Hermosa Beach, and right. at nighttime and late afternoon, I see people just revving like sixty miles an hour in, in a twenty-five zone. You know, blowing right. stop signs and this and that. So it is. You're right. It is. You got kids running out in the street and this and that. And sometimes, like your block, sometimes it gets quiet and, and you have this nice wide avenue type street where kids get to play in the street. Sometimes. Um, but you're right when the week, uh, with people losing their mind and having to stay in their homes and social yes. distancing, um, people are experiencing cabin fever, <laughs> right? So well, they experienced it last weekend and they were all out. And, uh, I think the most dangerous part is when you get, when you get a family of four and there's a couple of kids tagging behind the mom and dad and the mom or the dad, you know, veer out into traffic to get away from somebody or to, you know, go around somebody. And the kids follow and they're not paying attention and they're not looking. So it's going to get dangerous. People just need to be really safe and aware of their surroundings. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Same thing. Being, you know, because we don't have the beach and we don't have the strand. Right. Uh, everybody's pushed up on, you know, Ocean Avenue, which is the alley. Yeah. And then Manhattan Avenue. So it's it's not, 
it's it's not a place where people should go and and go walking and jogging and running and biking this weekend. No, no doubt. Also, uh, yeah, also the belt too, where people usually run. There's a lot of um, uh, walking during there. But I, I gotta give like I gotta give our neighborhood some credit. There is a huge uh, social distance thing. You know, people are giving each other space. Um, everyone's wearing masks where they go, or at least covering their face. I think we we have a unique opportunity to let it run its course faster than most. It's not like New York City where everyone's like um, piled on top of each other. You got millionaires living on top of each other, uh, so right. so you know it's indiscriminate <laughs> or dispassionate right. of dispassionate of wealth. This disease, and that's why everybody's all of a sudden saying, "Oh, we're in this together." Of, of course, it's in it together because it friggin' affects you. <laughs> so so um, I think we're doing uh, collectively a better job uh, than most. Would you agree? Uh, yes and no. Um, I think that there's times when I go out and I see people wearing masks, but uh, there's a lot of times I go out and people are not wearing masks around here. So it's, uh, it's pretty, um, it's pretty devastating that people just can't put a mask on when they're outside walking, running, you know, biking, put that mask on. Yeah. Or at least, or at least a face covering, right? Is that, is that, yeah. Something like here. All you gotta do is put a little bandana on. Yeah, and I know people. I know people are saying that oh, it doesn't prevent you from getting it, but it's if you have it, it prevents you from giving it. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. and and to quote the the great Max Kellerman, I'm actually gonna do a little Instagram live thing here and just <laughs> cue you on my on my thing. Say hi. Um, I might be killing our bandwidth, but I'm gonna do this for a couple of seconds. That's Deron Forbes. So I'm quoting a mixed martial artist, Max Holloway, and ESPN commentator Max Kellerman. He said, treat the disease as if you have it right? and you don't want to infect anybody else. And that's the best way to do some good modern prevention and, um, um, and to do the things we're doing until this thing either runs its course or, or whatever solution they're going to have. Right. Agreed. Totally agreed. 100%. Yeah. So what's going on with um, uh, beach volleyball national events? What, what, um, do you have still scheduled and, and talk to me a little bit about that floor is yours. Okay. Well, we've got quite a bit going on. First of all, we have a plan. Our plan is listed up on our website. Um, we have two websites. We have get notice beach volleyball and we have BBNE and on both websites, we're listing what our plan is. And our plan is this, we are uh, moving forward with our June 6th, 7th showcase. If we wait until May 30th and then open up the gates and say, hey, we're having a showcase, that's about a week. We don't have time to plan for it. So we would rather plan. And then if we can't have it and we have to push it back, then it's easier. Everybody that's signing up is on board. They know that, one, they can either get a full refund. Two, they can get pushed and save their um, their spot to the next showcase. So if the June 6th, 7th showcase doesn't pan out and we have to push it back it'll be pushed back to july 1st and 2nd because those are the dates that we already had on the books and then even further than that if for some reason july 1st and 2nd doesn't happen we can push it back to our july 27th through 30th championship tournament as you know we were a national um we have you know national uh, tournaments all over the united states and uh, we had to stop our bid events early so that championship tournament is now open to everyone on july 27th through 30th and that was originally when it was originally july 27th through 30th but you could earn bids in other states right and that got that got cut off short so if you wanted to play in that one and you didn't earn a bid now's your chance you can go in and sign up early 
So, and then if, if we don't know, we have a plan. Our plan is if all these dates don't pan out and we have to push it back to August or September, we have dates all throughout the year. So through the remainder of 2020. So our plan is we plan on it. If we can't have it, we'll know a week before and then we will get the um, information out to everybody and we'll offer refunds and uh, we'll, uh, a refund or we'll put you into the next tournament. I like that. I, I also yeah. like that, that it's very important that um, it's very important or very smart, should I say, that I would rather keep the date and then cancel it. I think you're doing, I think you're very smart. I'd rather keep the date than right. cancel it, then cancel it and then find out that you can make the date available and then you're kind of like hurrying, you're, you're, you're scrambling just to make something happen. So um, I think it's a very, very smart way of you doing this. Yeah, and we, we can't plan with, with a week's notice. You know, we can send out an email and the ones that we're planning to come, you know, out on a week's notice might not be able to get a partner. So it's better for everybody to plan. And then if we, we have to push it back, like I said, we'll be pushing it back. But in addition to that, because we know that uh, we're treading on thin water and we, and, you know, there's just so much unknown, we created a player highlight profile program and what that is, is uh, it's a way to continue to get these athletes noticed yeah. while we're in downtime. And as we venture out and we do, we are able to get back to our normal programming and have tournaments, we're still going to offer this program. So the way it works is if you go to um, getnoticebeachvolleyball.net, that's gmbb.net, right on the first page, there's going to be an information uh, information telling these athletes how to send us your video. So they send us our, their video, and then from there, we turn around and we put it on YouTube. Once we have it on YouTube, we turn around and we send those videos. After we get so many every week, we turn around and we send an email to the college coaches because the college coaches still need to see who's out there. And this is one collective place where we've decided we can put all these people in one place and the coaches can go. It's kind of like they're shopping. They can go and they look and they see. Yeah, one-stop shopping. <laughs> yeah, they can see the athletes that are truly interested, that truly want to be there because if they're not, they're not going to have their, their uh, video on our website. So the ones that are really interested in still getting noticed, they're sending us their emails and then we're taking it another step further. We have various stages. And then the second stage to that player highlight program is I'm interviewing these uh, players because I've been talking to the college coaches and they said, well, we still want to, we, we'd love to see these players. We'd love to talk to them. We can't, we're in a down period right now. So what we came up with is I'm called the, the I'm doing an interview and I'm interviewing the players yep. and I'm asking them a series of questions. So that way the coaches can see them. They can listen to them. They can hear what their story is. The players can sell themselves. It's their time to say, Hey, this is what I bring to the table. And then we put it up with their video on our Get Notice Beach Volleyball website. So now they're gonna have a landing page. Each player will have their own landing page on Get Notice Beach Volleyball. So if you guys were just hearing about this, I highly recommend you get your videos in. Uh, right now it's free. Uh, we don't know when we're going, when we start getting overwhelmed, we'll probably start, have to start charging for it. Yeah. But until uh, the numbers start getting really, really high, it's free right now. So take advantage of it. That's cool. That's cool. Speaking of Get Notice tournaments, one of my favorite ones were um the last two Februarys. Like last February we had logist oh. logistical issues. We had to work around uh some construction and right. we, we made that happen and it was a great turnout, high quality players. Um um it was a nice showcase of the players who are already committed and not to mention the the slew of talented 
talented girls who weren't committed. And I'm like, you know, you know me. I'm, I talk to everybody. So I'm like, so where are you going to school? You know, whatever. And it's written on your calf, but I like to ask the obvious. Um, and they're like, oh, I'm not committed yet. And I'm like, I know. I'm like, Gus, you know, you got the recruiters there, right? You got Gus, the assistant coach from USC. John Mary showed up for a little bit. Um, You know, um, uh, Missouri State, you know, uh, very, very capable, capable coach there. And I'm like, do you know that girl's not committed? And I'm like, I'm not trying to sales pitch one of the girls from our own club, right? Just reminding everybody, you're not just the uh, founder of um, Beach Volleyball National Events or Get Noticed Beach Volleyball. You are the program director for Endless Summer. So, of course, we want them to look at our girls, too. So, But me, you know, uh, for some reason, if I'm covering it, like doing color commentary and play-by-play, I have to be objective. So, um, I mean... um, I'm not back at the actual tournament. I'm not backing any horses. I just like what I see. And I'm like, John, you know, I know you got a bunch of backward defenders. You're looking for a big girl. Look at that Amazon. So I liked last year because there were construction issues and logistical issues of getting equipment out there, sensitive items and whatnot. We made it happen. And now, Duran, I bring your attention the year before. (laughs) Yeah, and you know, the year before we had rain. Do you remember we had rain going diagonally? It was going diagonally this way. (laughs) Yes, it was uh, for for three days. We had rain and uh, wind and cold, but I'll take the construction any day over the weather. That was that was not so bad. Oh wow! Okay, someone just sent me a message saying our audio keeps going on and off. for me, I have a recording device. I'm just trying to make sure the important thing is it's on that. And I think uh, my mic has a little bit of pop on it. And and that's okay. All right, we're okay. And yeah, as when you get a chance, ask Tony to go on his phone just to make sure the sound quality is okay because we're getting a, okay. you know, it's a lot of good stuff. Um, so yeah, I uh, like I said, the year before, we it was we had people drying their clothes on car heaters. We it was raining. The balls were soaking wet. They felt like bowling balls. And we made it happen. So uh, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because your ability to adapt and improvise has been uncanny under conditions where a lot of people are like, just just call it, you know, just call right. it. We're not doing this. And you're like, um, you've the thing I like about you, you've never been a can't person. You've always been, you know, I don't want to hear can. I want to hear Ken, you know, we'll show figure me. figure it out. Yeah, show me Ken, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, um, well, hey, last time you came on my show, <laughs> you were talking about the All-American voting. And, yes. and got a, uh, what, did you get a phone call from them? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't get a phone call from them. Um, I was disappointed I didn't. I was hoping that I would. I think, um, you know, that's something that as soon as the crisis with the COVID is over, that we'll be looking back into to discuss um, – I did get some information from some very high people that they're willing to talk with me on, uh, help me maybe go to uh, Kathy DeBoer at uh, the ABCA and talk with her about it. So, you know, right now it's not a good time. You know, we're in a crisis situation. So anytime you're in a crisis situation, it's never a good time to uh, try and get something corrected that maybe wasn't done properly or uh, above board or, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't even know how to say it. Um, but we, I will be re- re- revisiting that as soon as this crisis is over. Cause I never want to take care of any business while a crisis is happening. So that I'll be revisiting 
uh, after. Yeah, after some COVID is gone. Yeah, of course. Some some at a, at a more appropriate time. Yep, absolutely. And I I actually well for me since I kind of do whatever I want, sometimes to actually communicate with people, you have to throw it out there, right? Uh, That's true. For example, if you have a if if I have a grievance, oops, if I have a grievance with someone, there's there's two ways I can do it. I can reach out to them, and maybe they get back to me. Maybe maybe they blow me off, or maybe they don't. They just ignore I'm not there. Or I have a podcast, <laughs> put it out on Front Street, let other people hear it, and then they got to come to you. And now right. you know, and people think that's not the right way to do it, but if you tried the right way. And people decide whether they want to don't don't want to talk to you or not. Then that's not the right way. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right way. Hindsight's you know um, is really twenty twenty. Right, it's uh, retrospectively right. you can only look. You, uh, you can't do present or future tense because you know you you really don't know. So I mean, I'm glad you did it that way, and you did it in the sense where you weren't casting any aspersions on anybody. You were just talking about a system of fairness, and there's nothing right. wrong with that. Is this that that's that was a real thing, and it yeah. was it would have I guarantee you, Duran. It would have never been, um, okay, hold on one second. It froze, but it's good the last five minutes. All right, but that would, that meeting would have never taken place if you didn't mention it. And I mean, right. I know you're, 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 you're doing this thing near future, distant future, what have you, COVID notwithstanding, but, but good job on your part. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you. Yeah, so how's Presley? Uh, you know, surprisingly, not being able to go to the beach, uh, play beach volleyball, uh, she's doing well. She's doing really well. She's. Uh, I do think that having school most days is helping. So, you know, she has uh, homework. She has projects. She has papers. She's doing a lot of research. She still has to get all her daily work in. So that's been a big help. And then she does have summer school. We already had that planned. Um, before all this happened, and by the way, she is at FIU, so Florida International University, and uh, she just got a text message today from the school, just a blanket text, not from her coach, not from anybody, and uh, they just said it's very possible they will not be returning in August, that all classes will be online, so that's something to think about, and then um, not to steer away from that, but the other thing is, they're also talking about save our sport, not only our sport, but all the other sports. There's going to be a lot of schools out there that are going to lose funding as a result of this. So uh, if you guys see any, um, any, anything that you need to sign, petitions to save our sport, I urge you to go ahead and sign them because we desperately need it. Hang on. Okay. I'm going to decline a call. That was my, that someone was calling me. Yeah, someone was messaging me on on Facebook Messenger too, and I'm just like, <laughs> go away. I'm using my phone. My phone goes nonstop. I get text messages, emails, Instagram. Uh, kids are constantly asking me what's going on. So, but getting back to um, what I was just talking about with um, with colleges, uh, we we do know for sure as of this morning, FIU didn't say it was for sure. They just said it's very possible that in in august that we might go to online um we might continue to keep everything online right yeah um and well first of all on the positive note i'm glad that they decided the red shirt um i talked i had john mayer on the podcast and um he was the head coach of uh, Loyola marymount university and i was like 
everybody that everyone should get a redo. This should not cost anybody's eligibility. It's a, this is this is not a natural thing. And you got girls that worked hard all year uh, just for this moment. And now that this moment's come, you you uh, this whole thing about you know too bad for you a tough fashion. You know, I, I for me is the wrong answer. And for right. and for someone like you, that's not about this whole can't stuff. <laughs> you know, we're, we're all about that can. Um, I'm glad they're doing it that way because Presley, uh, which goes to my other part. That was the good part. The bad part is Presley's been snake bitten by <laughs> opportunities. If uh, memory serves me correctly, she's she was at the University of Hawaii first. And um, she was kind of like the bottom of the pair system five, you know, in or out with an opportunity to play and didn't feel like she got enough playing time there and, and lost and lost two years. Right. Uh, lost one year. Uh, two. She lost two. So now you got someone who only has two years left. She worked really, really hard. She's physically stronger. Her, her volleyball IQ got higher, if that's even possible. She's, she was always a high IQ player. Well, it's always possible. But um, And now the springs come, and, and, it's, and it's her turn to reach up and grab that brass ring and takes what belongs to her. Boom, COVID-19. I felt and feel so bad for her. And I, um, the reason why I even brought her up is I just hope she's doing well in that respect because... Any, any of you listening out there that, that's trained for a sport uh, uh, on, an, on, an, on an elite um, level where your conditioning has to be tip-top, where your nutrition has to be tip-top, where your psychology has to be tip-top, all right. of these things under the premise that you can actually play. You can still, you have the skill set to play. I'm not just, right? This right. isn't just playing. So this is not a one semester thing and it's not an in-season thing for the people that don't fully grasp this this uh, this is a whole school year thing particularly for sports that are spring in the spring right um right. which as a men's as a former men's volleyball player i can tell you it's 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 a 12-month process or, right. or a 10-month process so yeah. um if you put so much time in and you're dog tired and you're a full-time student you still got to do your homework you you, you just got uh, taxed by a two a day, you, you know, in your practice or a three a day for some people, as maybe as a punishment for some people. And you go through all of that just to lead to this moment, give them a redo. And I'm so, so glad that she got, she, she's, she's got her two years back, you know, because. Corona redshirt year, that's it. That's, that's what they're calling it, Corona redshirt. Um, she ended on a good note. She was happy. Um, Let's see. I keep getting notifications. Can you hear me while those notifications yep. are up? Yeah, I can oh. hear you. Yeah. Um, I think it was either Wednesday or Thursday before. might have been Wednesday because they were going to travel Thursday. And she says, you know, we might not be able to go. And then she got the text that uh, her and her partner, she was placed. Um, she was put with a girl named uh, Maddie. And uh, Maddie was a lefty. So it was a perfect marriage because Presley loves to play the left and uh, Maddie was a lefty. So she finally got her shot at being a left side player and playing with a lefty. And they were, they were going to go in playing FSU in the four seed. So uh, she, she left with, um, you know, her head held high, a lot of satisfaction that she, you know, fought her way out of the five spot into the four spot. You know, she was in the six spot, the five spot, the six spot, the five spot, and then going, going to go into the FSU tournament in the four spot. So, uh, she was pretty happy about that. So she left feeling feeling a little bit of satisfaction, um, not to mention um, that it was uh, a very uh, great year for her. I mean, she it was a very short, but she was having a great time. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. I um, I'm glad she did that. And in, in sports, when you separate yourself from the other athletes, 
uh, as a superior athlete or just playing better. And uh, that's where meritocracy comes into play. If you're just better, you're right. just better. And a coach, you know, a coach won't won't his won't have a very long career if he's not playing his best players. And right. and it is one of those situations where if it's her and an upperclassman, if you're a freshman and you and the upperclassmen are qualify as, as close enough. Uh, Ty is going to go to the upperclassmen, right? There's going to be a sense of loyalty. You want your seniors to play in this and that. So, so Presley probably asked herself, what do I have to do to get more, sorry, to get more playing time? And, and, and that's what she had to do. She's like, I just got to be better than them. I have to be a whole, a whole level, a whole step better. I have to be a whole level better. Right. Yep. And I was, yeah. So cool. So she's staying in shape, working out of the house. Oh yeah. We got a bike right on the front porch that we uh, use in the morning and she's doing, we're using the hill for sprints. And, um, yesterday, I don't know if you saw my story on endless summer, we went for a really beautiful walk. I'm not going to disclose where, <laughs> cause I don't want to shut it down. Yeah. It's all, you can, mind you your business. Where, you can tell where it was. Once you look at the photos enough, it was in Playa del Rey and we walked by the boats and there was some great scenery. So, um, we'll be doing that again today. So we're just trying to find, little places to go and take our little walks uh together it's not easy because everything's shut down yeah i know that yep uh for me again thank god i'm i'm a, a concrete jungle person so it's one of those situations where um kelly and i were going to take a walk somewhere and there's going to be no one around <laughs> right right <laughs> and that's really hard to do yeah. around here that's why that's why we get in the car and we dri- try and drive someplace where there isn't a lot of people but we're finding more and more that everywhere we go, it's just, there's a lot of people because right here in front of my house, I mean, I, I'm going to do a time-lapse for you this weekend and uh, I'll send it to you so you can, so you can see it and put it on one of your shows. Maybe you can start off one of your shows with the, with my time-lapse so you can see just how crowded it's going to be on the weekend. So yeah. we won't even be going out this weekend. We, we get our exercise in during the week on the weekends. We're home. We're working in the yard. We're sitting outside. Obviously, it's going to be a beautiful weekend, so we'll be sitting outside both days. But um, we'll do a time lapse for you, so you can see just how busy it's going to be out front. Oh, no doubt. So you are the founder of a of a of a major, if not the top, the the very best as far as national events for juniors volleyball. You are the program director of one of uh, of a program that leads the nation in recruitments per capita, uh, commitments per capita. Uh, um, oh, I don't know if that's true. I think there's some other clubs out there that that, that well, there, well, there are clubs that have more, but as far as our size and, and per ratio or percentage per capita, it's us. Yes, um, that's true. And you have a time. Uh, you find the time to be a full time volleyball mom. <laughs> so, because well, there, let me tell you something. There are volleyball moms out there who don't have uh this is this isn't their job they're 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 something else and they do other things and they're 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 trying to be there for their daughter and they don't know um they 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 believe that this is some people this is what they're they're, this is what my daughter wants this is what my daughter wants and there's some people this is what i want for my daughter she's gonna play i played and and i I want her to to do great things and then then you have some people where they're lucky enough with where there's both where they i know it you know it she's going to sc she's going to long beach state when you were watching your daughter come up and playing, was there a tournament or a match or a defining moment where you told yourself as a volleyball mom, my kid's going to play D1 in college? You know, I'm not sure if there was one certain moment. There were many moments uh, watching her over the years. And I think a lot of a lot of those moments were 
when she was very young and wanted to play in the opens, she was one of the first kids playing at uh, 12, 13, 14 year olds in the opens. Uh, one of the one of the opens that she played in that I remember uh, very well, she played against Fallon Funai Moana in Santa Monica at Ocean Park, and it was an NVL. And they played, Presley played with her partner, Sunny Villapondo. And, um, you know, it was just for fun. It was just to go out there. That was their idea. They wanted to go and play with the big girls. And they got there and they were like, wow, these big girls are really big. Oh, my God, look at these girls. They're, they're strong and they, they can hit the ball hard. And uh, the one girl that stood out to them was Fallon. And they were like, oh, my God, let's play her. You know, they don't, they don't know what they're asking for when they were saying they wanted to play her. Well, on their second round, they got to play her. And um, the fact that they held their own, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't stop. You know, they, they did everything they possibly could. Obviously, they didn't win. I don't remember how many points they got. But um, Presley took a ball right here on the side of the face. And she turned around and looked at me and said, oh, my God, that hurt so bad. And I'm like, yeah, you guys wanted to play her. Was, <laughs> it's Fallon. <laughs> I'm going to dig her. That was, that was all she wanted to do. She didn't care if she got the kill after she dug her, but her whole, the whole rest of the game was she was going to dig her Fallon for only Juan's balls. And so, and she's probably one of the hardest hitters on the sand. And uh, Fallon went up to her afterwards and said, thanks for making me look bad kid. Cause she was digging her balls. So that was probably one of the um, first times that I believed that, you know, she could play at a very high level. Yeah. Cause I don't think, I don't think um, beach volleyball was an NCAA or wasn't even in college yet, but I knew, I knew then that she was, you know, going to be able to play at a high level. She could play anybody. She yeah. could take bullets from that girl. She could play anybody. No, it's of course. Well, it's to me, it's, ver it's the conflicting forces of um, getting what you want and then wanting what you get. Right. right. They're um, at the adult level. There are guys that, that, that they would love to play this Phil or whatever, this person on, on center court. And then you, you see they find the speed of the ball um, right. is not maybe some for some players, not leaps and bounds better, but a half level better. And it's like, wait a second. I didn't train for this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't have it's someone in practice moving this speed. fast or whatever and, and this and that. And, I, and I, I, I like that defining moment because Presley sometimes getting hit in the face and realizing how much it hurts. And, the, and, and then when it's done, she's still there and she's still right. on the court and she's still playing and now she's digging balls. So she was someone that became immediately acclimated to the speed of the ball in the middle of the game. And that's definitely as a parent, you're like, okay. This is this is who she is. <laughs> this is who she, she, she is. Never, she had never had anybody hit a ball at her like that before. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's and when I played indoor, for me, I'm I, I was just like I was I'm I'm warming up. I'm in Darmstadt, Germany, and you know, a '93 was like our campaign year. 15-1 in record. We won Division One, um, uh, and beating Bombholder. And for me, no matter who we played, we were the top seed. We played a last place team. I'm like, I just wish someone would hit me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish someone would take a ball, even in warmups. Maybe someone jump serves and I get decked, or maybe I'm just playing defense on a line. And I'm like, I just wish someone would hit me in the face because if someone hits me in the face, one, 
I don't have to worry about getting hit in the face. <laughs> it's already happened. And now psychologically, I could just play volleyball instead of worrying about if, if a ball's too fast or if my twitch twitch reaction or if my training uh, takes over, you know? Right. And, and I guess the more I train and the harder I train and the more, the, and like you said, iron sharpens iron. We, we always tell each other that. The right. faster the, uh, the ball moves, the more acclimated you are to the, the constant reps. When a game comes and someone actually hits the ball fast at you, you're not like, what was that? You know, you're like, okay, this person could hit, but I've seen it before. You know, right, right. when you're watching a game, juniors, and just juniors is an example, and then uh, like someone hits a ball and the other team just goes like this, like, whoa. And you're like, okay, all right, they didn't train for that. <laughs> either they, <laughs> either right, either they didn't see, uh, um, they've never seen someone that hits like that. Um, they've only seen it in training. And maybe the surprise them for that one play. Or they're just like, well, I've never seen any, anyone. I've never, I've never seen this in training or that. And then you'll find out a few plays later if that's right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So um, that was that was one of my things in Germany. Just, just, just smack me right, just smack <laughs> right between the eyes, right on the schnoz, you know. So, um, so what is what are the uh, um, how the have you talked to anybody else from the other clubs like way um, like Aaron Wexler or. Or um, Schoonover, or or um, dare I say um, Bennett, or, or anybody, and um, how they're holding up. I have, I have, I talked to Matt Olson down at Wave in San Diego, and I've uh -huh. talked to Jeff Smith in San Diego, and I've talked to Aaron, I've talked to them all. Um, they're just all really anxious. They're calling. They're actually, you know, some of them, not all of them, but a few of them have called me to find out what's your game plan. What do you, you know, what do you have planned? So that's going back to, we have a plan. So we wanted to let everybody know what our plan is. So that way they can plan because if somebody in the industry has an idea or just a plan, may, maybe that plan isn't, isn't perfect or maybe it's not right for everybody, but it's a plan and you can plan on, this is what's going to happen. Cause whatever I say, this is, this is what we're going to do. You know, my word is my word. That's all I have, but we are, unfortunately, we um, we're tied to, you know, to to this COVID-19 uh, and we have to wait to see where what that brings us. So we are in limbo, but we we have a plan and they're calling to find out what our plan is. So basically they're holding up. They're doing, um, you know, online workouts. Uh, we are not doing online workouts on having our kids do um, Instagram takeovers because the coaches really thought that was a great idea that they get to see the kids and hear them and stuff like that. So. We're doing Instagram takeovers. This is kind of their downtime right now. They are still working out. I am still communicating with them. Um, but they're, you know, this is an unusual time. I mean, it's is, you know, how do you get in a routine? How do you do an Instagram training? You know, that's all your mental and everything like that. Um, you know, maybe we'll come up with a game plan for next week. We'll do something. But for right now, we're just kind of, we're sitting and we're having the kids do Instagram takeovers. Other people are, you know, doing whatever they're doing on their Skypes and, you know, working out the, the game plans. But everybody's hanging in there. Everybody's doing their own thing. Yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah, and for me, for um, on and off, the, on, on the court, I, I'm hearing similar stories. And I'm also seeing a bunch of fun videos. I saw Bill Kalinske and I guess now Kelly Kalinske, Kelly Larson, they were um, hitting. He were hit, He was hitting down balls on the top of his from the top of his garage. I saw that. <laughs> and the last one just. I think now. the last one took out the camera. Like the last hit took out the camera, and I was like, "Ooh, you're on that matrix." She just had to. She was dodging like um, six packs for her life, 
you know yeah. um and for me off the court i wear a heavy heart um as you know i'm from new york and um because everybody we mentioned everybody's kind of like piled on top of each other right um i'm sad and 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 listen when you have the number of deaths that almost match the number of cases in california sooner or later you're going to know someone personally who 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 got it Maybe not died from her, who got it. And one of my close friends got it. And he was in a hospital in Harlem. His name is, um, I'll say his name later, but he, um, you know, the hospital seems like the worst situation because it's, if this is a, a moisture thing or a kind of uh, quasi-airborne virus, right. if one of them got it in the hospital and you people that go there to get, I don't know, maybe they roll the ankle or maybe they have chest pains they're they they're they're in danger of getting it you know they right. come to the, come to the hospital get treated for chest pains come out with the covid virus so so and he he almost died he's a diabetic and um you know he had difficulty breathing and he he on he told his teeth you know he opened up online about it and i'm, I'm very glad so i i wear kind of a heavy heart for him and some people that have to go through this and yes and and you're right. It's 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 about weathering the storm, and it's also about taking care of the just um, very much like volleyball, taking care of the things you can control, right? Right. You can take control right. of your conditioning if you can exercise. Exercise. A drink if you're drinking a lot of water to make sure everything passes through, you know, through your system and and not and and not your lungs or whatever. Then do that. Right. If social distancing, you know, staying away from people or again treating yourself like you have it. Um, those those are very much like volleyball. We're all about controllables, right? And I think I think what everybody has to remember is um, if you have a loved one like my dad, he fell down two weeks ago, and he lives in Gardena, and they he fell down in Vons, and uh, we're not sure they still weren't able to figure out why he fell down. He had a fainting spell, but he ended up in the hospital. And you can't go in with him. He, he went in by himself, and he's, he's old. He doesn't understand what's going on. And uh, people, if you get sick, you're going in alone. You're, if your kids get sick, they're going in without you. You know, if your husband or wife gets sick and they have to go into the hospital, no one's going with you. You're going all, all by yourself. So it's better to be safe than sorry, than to, to have to deal with being separated from your loved one, and you can't go in the hospital with them. You know, when they're sick, you cannot go in with them. So we, we experienced that firsthand with my dad. And because he's old and doesn't know what's going on, the nurses, because we couldn't be there, we decided to come home. And the nurses called and they said, uh, can you talk to your dad? He's trying to leave and we can't hold him down. We're going to have to strap him down. And uh, he actually got up and got dressed and made it to the front door at the at the emergency room in Gardena. He thought we left him there. He thought we didn't, we left him there. So this is this is very serious so i hope that people you know can continue to you know use your face masks wash your hands social distancing um i don't even go to my mom and dad when i go i, I do i'm doing all my parents shopping i don't even go inside their house I, I i sterilize i clean all their groceries before i take them and we drop them off we visit from outside so i would rather visit with them at their house from outside than have them get sick and then have to not visit them at the hospital. So, I mean, it's just a reminder that, you know, we have to be very careful for the elderly. People are out there saying, well, you know, you know, we need to get back to work. I need to get back to work. We all need to get back to work. But at some point we have to, we have to think of others. So everybody be safe out there when you guys are out there. I also think, um, 
on on a state and federal level, I think that they have to hand out mandates that actually support us, right? They want people to stay home, but at the same time, you, 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 your mortgage is due and, 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 and they expect you to pay that. That's Right. So how about come chime in and say, hey, your mortgage is deferred for six months, you know, and for the well, people who are renting, people have to pay their mortgage. Don't get rich off of people trying, you know, they, they can't pay their rent when your your mortgage got deferred. So I think, like you said, as, as a testament of us taking care of better, better care of each other, um, even the people who don't like big government has to know that they there has to be some involvement from them Um if they're handing out mandates that you can't do this, you can't do that, they got to do something for us too. Because it's really, really in essence, they're a large part of. Um, they they should take a large responsibility of this outbreak or this pandemic in the first place. It's not completely on one person. I'm not trying to get political right. here, okay? Uh, um, right. uh, I, I I I can say that we avoided uh, Ebola and, uh, and the virus is a lot deadlier than this. Um, because um, we allow uh, the government allowed people to do their jobs. So if we're in the government right now, don't don't be out there, you know, hand out some mandates, defer some mortgages, have a have a um, an inflation freeze. Uh, Just make sure people if you want people to live in their houses, they live uh, houses is not the operative word here. Living, (laughs) being alive, quality of life versus the sanctity of life. You you, you won't you know, you're going to have a home. If you, if, if, you know, if everything stays the same and you want people to stay home. We're all going to be in the same boat if we can't pay rent or mortgages or, or any of that. So hopefully the second round of SBA loans will go through. I applied on the first round. Um, didn't, didn't get uh, anything um, on, on, a, on the loan side. I didn't get anything. So hopefully that uh, new round of uh, SBA loans, I'm going to be working on that here pretty soon. Yeah. People say, oh, what are you doing to keep busy? I'm doing a lot to keep busy. I'm working on trying to get loans, working on trying to figure out what other avenues are for you, like you, my coaches, to figure out. Because uh, let's face it, you guys you guys are independent contractors and you guys aren't making money. And I don't believe you can collect in, in, uh, unemployment as an in, independent contractor. So you guys are in between a rock and a hard spot. So I'm, I'm still working here trying to fight for not only me, but my coaches and my, my staff to figure out how can I help you guys? I haven't been successful, but I won't, I won't quit. I won't stop. So yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm working on doing all that. Yeah. And almost, and almost everybody Duran, that, um, that is owed money that didn't get money back. And those are independent right. contractors because we end up having to pay. We, we we're not getting money back. We just we just gotta, you know, they, they they take a big chunk out of our pockets every April, and that's it. That's just right. the way it is. Uh, those are the people, as far as stimulus checks, those are the people that haven't gotten their stimulus checks yet. Right. You know, and yeah. and I, um, I, don't, I don't know one person personally yeah. that has gotten theirs. I haven't gotten mine. Nobody that I know in my family has gotten any. So we're all still waiting for the stimulus checks. So let's hope they come in this week. That would that would be ideal for um, people like me because, like, you know, I have sponsors, thank God, but I'm I've, I finance most of my my personal ventures. You know, I'm, right. I'm um, <laughs> thank God. Hey, you you've been you've been awesome with me. That is that's a B is that a BVNE hat? I get notice. That's a BB and hat. That's beach volleyball and national events. You want one of those hats, man. You got to get with Duran. <laughs> Message her in some way. I got a hat like that uh, to go with these beautiful baby blue eyes. There you go. You know. Hey, in due time, the Yankee hat's gone, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be wearing that every podcast. You're at least, be at least, BB and hat, right? Yeah, here. at least for the volleyball episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So, so I'm glad. I'm glad that 
the people close to us are doing the smart thing. I'm glad you guys are are um are healthy and well. You look you look terrific, by the way. You oh, know, thank I don't you. I don't know if um this this coronavirus I gained a little weight, but um sure Kelly and have. I <laughs> Kelly and I we're gonna put up a video next week. Um, it's I call it the military ring of fire. Uh-huh. It's basically um, Kelly and I are doing a ten stations drill where each ten each station is an exercise. That station is mountain climbers. That station is the box jump. That station's push-ups. And every 60 seconds, you, you change stations. So all this, it's a circular thing, and you go around the world three times. It's a 30-minute workout. So it's a 10... Oh, you're going to be done at the end of that. Yeah. So the, the, the levels uh, go by the music. If, you, if you're doing hip-hop music, the level's moderate. If you're doing house music, uh, it's faster reps because you're going to the beat of the music. Um, right. Uh, that's the advanced level. That's 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 me because I I've I've implemented it from the military and and, and I used it. Um, I was the head coach of City College. That's how we got in shape. They did twelve. They did twelve stations. You know, when you hear something cool, I put a garbage can in the middle of the gym, and no one knew what the garbage garbage can was for. I like. Oh, they're like, okay, interesting. And then I put on the house music. I'm coming home, coming home, and then. Uh, three-person groups, uh, they're, they're switching stations. I'm like, switch. I get the stopwatch, switch, switch. There's like a five-second switch from each station, switch. And then by the third station, someone goes in, in the middle of the thing and throws up in the garbage can. Oh. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh. Because the switches and the reps are so blindingly fast. And if you, you're not used to doing it, uh, if, you're mus- if, you're, if you spend almost all your time in the weight room and don't do dynamic tension or calisthenics or a mixture of that, the first session you, have a, 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 you feel lightheadedness and you become dizzy where you feel like you have to throw up. And um, I've never experienced that. Um, I'm, I have this unnatural heart rate. My heart, I can run all day and all night. My heart just beats the same way. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't raise or whatever. So I, I can do things longer than most people. That's just, I, that's just a genetics thing or whatever. That's just how I'm built. So that's never happened to me. But, um, and Kelly, who's always in shape, she, she's doing really well with it. So that's one of our, our ways to do it. And I noticed everyone's doing all these exercises and these yoga things uh, on, on video and having people follow. Bameso, the team I set for a few years ago, the all-Dominican team. They literally have a workout, a social distance. Everyone's like ten feet from each other, and everyone's everyone's exercising at the same time. I don't know if it's they're doing it in Dominican Republic. So, um, but it's one of those things where I gain weight, but um, it's it's n- not fat. You know, right. you look great. That's why I, that that was the point I was trying to make. Oh, <laughs> it's the makeup. I guess <laughs> something. I don't know. Yeah, we're also losing our son, aren't you? You're a little. This is the whitest I've ever seen you. <laughs> I, I know, and now with the sun's out, I'll be outside a little more. Yeah, this is the whitest you've seen me since I moved here. I'm, yeah, uh, I'm the vampire of the club. <laughs> I know. Yes, definitely. Hey, so before I go somewhere else, or before we go, period, talk to me about your your thoughts on some of the coaches. I'm gonna um, start with Oz Oz Borges. Oh my God, I love Oz. He's very fast. He's very he's very energetic. He's very exciting. Uh, he's he's got the salsa, the Latin. We call him Oz the Wizard. So um, we often will. I will often put kids with him that need work on their platform, that you know don't have the right footing, that need that need that uh, extra little uh, bit of something to get over the edge. 
Oz mm. gets those girls. So yeah, Oz also. But. Yeah, Oz also showed a lot of people that, as far as styles of coaching is concerned, that that he has a lot of old school virtues that's that people think don't exist anymore because they don't think it's productive. And no, it's a real thing. You have to have. I'm not going to sound over the top here, but you have to have a certain level of thick skin when that right. man's coaching. His yeah, his he, he is he's not an idiot, he, but he is about tough love, like. I'll give you an example. One of our other coaches, he you have. He wanted to get you better. That's that's his tough love. Is he really wants to get these kids better? Yeah, it's not okay. it's not for his own gratification or for his own right. ego. He he is a legit Cuban, a hardworking, yeah. you know, um, uh, like I said, old school style, uh, um, uh, coaching style, and everyone that's played under him significantly better. He's a skill Nazi too. Yes. So, and then you have Jaron Barreto, who's who he he um he keeps the mood light, and the kids have this this unofficial contract. If they they come on time, they keep their professionalism. Um, he has fun drills. He has uh, people understand the why of the drills, and and I like his style too. So this is an example yeah. of two different coaches in endless summer who who have different approaches that produce similar results. Jaron's a smooth operator, and um, he he demands people's respect and if you don't pay attention i've only caught it one time what and i was really shocked when you have to run the dunes the the hills on the uh at manhattan Hermosa. i'm like uh oh what they do he goes no they just talk too much so he's he made him run so he keeps their respect um and he's a he's an amazing coach kids love him yeah i, I like his approach because he gets them right away Right. You know what I'm saying? Some people like to test the waters to some kids like to test the waters to see who, you know, how, how they can treat their coaches. Uh, Cause like for some reason, some of these girls, they get so good so fast. They think they have it all figured out. And right, if right, you're right. a coach who, whose style or what you're teaching them is not consistent with how you, they learn the game from someone else. Then all of a sudden they, 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 they want to decide in their mind what kind of uh, respect that they have for the coach that goes from general to, to specific. So, um, I'll give you an example of this. For me, there's, uh, when I got here, I, I learned that there's two kinds of coaches that they have to respect. The one, there's one, there's Dane Blanton, right? There's, um, remember Anna Coyier, former coach or whatever, uh, um, USC, there's Gus. There are people that you know be, that their pedigree commands their respect because they've been in the right. game as players and this and that. And they're like, oh, no, I ain't playing it with this guy. And the second kind of coach that people respect are the ones that, that they just, they're, they just fear. <laughs> Right, all right. right. That's where I come into play. All right. Now, I'm the guy with the New York hat. I'm, I'm no, but I'm the guy with the New York hat. I'm not I'm not the guy with like the traditional West Coast South Bay um, coaching experience, though my experience is just as vast, if not more. Um, so for the people that don't know me that are like, oh, I can get away with talking to that guy, but not Dane, they find out right away. So they come in. And they're like, okay, that coach, I'm not going to do that with because I respect him. <laughs> and that coach, I'm not going to do that because he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I have, um, for um, the last few years, accepted the latter because right. I knew one way or because not, not respecting or thinking you get to do what you, whatever, whatever you want is not, is not an option. That's, the, that's not on the table. So it was one of those things where until people got to know me, that I made sure that they were scared to death of me. And some girls that rubs the wrong way, like, uh, you know, I got other options. I don't want to mess with this guy. And, th and that's fine. And then there's some girls who, the ones that stick it out, um, they're like, oh, oh my God, he's my favorite coach ever. You know, I'll even name names like Kaylee Jones. 
Kaylee Jones yeah. loves me. I'm her favorite coach. Uh, Serena right. likes me very much. Um, Natalie respects me. Uh, um, so between Jaron, Oz, myself, Rob McLean, oh, we get we get to him, this just young, beautiful mind that's very calming, um, kind of takes his time. And it's, he's, he's one of the guys that the girls have to be patient because if they're patient – um, they'll understand it better. And, they're, they're, and in this generation, if this generation of girls, if they understand it better, they're more productive. Right. right. Well, and, you know, with Rob, you know, he's he's my specialty coach because when we need somebody that we got to get up to speed, let's say it's serving. I, I can't remember who it was, but there was one girl that couldn't serve. And we're like, okay, here, go to Rob, Rob serving. And we turn around and, she, you know, halfway through the practice she's serving balls over the net so yeah. with rob he's I mean, so good huh he just <clears throat> breaks things down for the kids that they get and he's so soft-spoken and he's so patient and um he works with them really well so when i get somebody like because you're always going to have odd numbers and we have you know different levels on each court but if we have somebody who can't fit on this quarter is in between that court Sometimes, you know, they'll go to Rob and, you know, Rob's got to work with them to get them where they can get up to par so we can put them on another court with the other girls. Because I really like keeping the levels at the highest they can be. And uh, Rob is a big contributor at, at helping keep the levels at the highest because we give him the kids that need the work the most. And um, he takes them and does what he, he does a good job with them. He really does. I've never seen anyone that produces faster results. <laughs> Yeah. than him you you put them on and like 10 five ten minutes later they're doing it you know um like, just do it like this that's all you do you just gotta do it like this and it's like oh okay good job good yeah. job but he's very encouraging and i think that encouragement that he gives goes a long way for these kids it's a it's a real it's a real treat to watch him coach the young girls yeah also i he's also living proof that you don't have to be have more years of experience to be a, 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 a more productive coach. You just have to work smart. You just have to um, see who your work, um, see, you know, cater to the individuals, right? Because we're, we're, right. we're not machines, right? We're people. Uh, we're, right. Not everybody's going to uh, uh, jump the same or, or, you know, her training. This one's going to jump higher. That This one is like 110 pounds <laughs> soaking wet. <laughs> She's light-footed on the sand. There are some girls who have a lower center of gravity. And um, um, Rob's very good at playing to girls' limitations, which is very, very tough to do in juniors because they their ceiling hasn't they haven't even scratched scratched uh, the top of the ceiling yet. They they don't know their right. limitations yet. So, um, right. which is big. The biggest challenge in coaching juniors is is and you you're very good at um, telling certain girls like don't tell anybody that to, don't let anybody tell you that you can't do something. Right. Because right. there's some coaches that are like, OK, you're short. You're never going to you're never going to be an outside hitter. You're only going to be a libero. And that's nonsense. Just say, hey, listen, you're short. OK, the average the average height of an outside hitter for indoors is, is 5'11 or whatever. And this and that. If you still want to be an outside hitter, this is what you have to do. That's what you have to do. That's what you have to do. All right. And if it's a tie, you know, it's going to go to the big girl. So, you know, you got to be better than them. So I like the way. Our club is run because you are you don't tell people they can't do something. You you just tell them to measure the, the path of difficulty and say, this is an easier path. What's your pleasure? What do you right. want? What do you really want? Yep. Exactly. <laughs> That's 
how we roll. Do we leave anybody out? That's that's our that's our four coaches. Who who else? Uh, that's our four. No, you know what? We we Lacey. Lacey got Lacey injured. Fuller. Um, Lacey Fuller got injured, and uh, she's been. Uh, Slightly active is her Instagram handle. I think it's her Instagram handle, slightly active. And she's been um, getting better. I've been watching her. She was with our youngest group. And um, we were growing that group, and we were getting bigger. And then all of a sudden, she she took one in the face. And um, I think it's been quite some time. I'm not sure about months. I'm not sure about how many months. Yeah, but it's been yeah concussions are weird, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time. So she's got a concussion. Um, I wouldn't leave her out of the picture because I do feel when she comes back, she um, will probably want to start coaching a little bit. So don't forget about Lacey. No, of course. Lacey, yeah. Lacey Fuller, um, uh, player at uh, former indoor player at Penn State University, starting libero. Um, right. One, she won two chips. Got got a couple of rings to show to show that that uh, her playing resume is on par. And she's she's actually emerging to a pretty decent coach. I, I actually like her style. And it was also right. important to have. We we got a girls club and it was an all guy staff. You know, you had the worker bees, you had the drones. Of course, you're the queen bee. Uh, so so we needed we needed some uh, um, some female talent. Uh, um, in our club, and I was very, very happy to have her around. She, she, t- yeah. she, she got dinged, dinged in the head by um, Kelly Clay's um, right. and a practice and a drill. So, and um, and concussions are tricky like that. Some people they don't have symptoms and they have one, and some people are just uh, um, it's it's this residual effect, and it's like so right. when is it gonna go away? And they're like we don't know. It's like you right. don't know. <laughs> oh. Well, we're hoping that. Um you know, she gets back soon and we're hoping, you know, fingers crossed, um, going back to when we might be able to get back. We, uh, know for sure that the city of Hermosa beach is, um, going through the end of May and, um, they have communicated with me. They have sent me bills with the zero balance on it for our permits. So hopefully I'm very hopeful that for June I'll get a bill and there'll be a, actual amount to pay as opposed to a zero so they are they are letting us know that we're still in their system and you know um, when all this gets back to normal although if we're able to get back in june june will be our only month depending on what bbca does so if bbca is able to hold a tournament then um and if aau is able to hold their tournaments and avp is able to hold their tournaments in just the month of july in hermosa we won't be having practices. We'll be coaching at all these events because right. all yep. of our girls will go. They'll, well, we'll probably do some coaching right before that, but July will be mostly coaching at the live events. That's our that's our plan. If it doesn't happen, we'll just have to wait and see. So, you know, I'm hopeful that by June, as a club, endless summer, we'll be able to be back at the Hermosa Beach Pier training. So, um, I guess we'll, we won't know until the end of May. And then as soon as I find out, I'll be lightning speed. I'll be contacting everybody to let them know we're back, we're back, we're back. And uh, I know you coaches are ready and willing and able to get back with us. So we just have to kind of wait and see on that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, before we go, I wanted to plug uh, Chris Hanneman. Chris Hanneman early this January got me on loaner. He's um, he's a coach in Seattle uh, for um, Ohana. Uh, Seattle-based girls there, but I don't know what's in the drinking water there that makes someone like six foot two and she's like 
13 or 14, but they're growing a big out there. Skill sets on, you know, he's a highly competitive coach. Um, right. Of course, one of our contemporaries. So I had to give a shout out to him. He came down to um, Huntington Beach and didn't have um, coaches. So he um, yeah, got got permission from 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 the boss. He, he picked me up on Loner. And I just wanted to give him a big shout him and his girls out there. And I hope they're doing well. Big shout out to Big BC, BCVA. Um, Tony, Tony Bennett, who's, uh, uh, sorry, Andrew Bennett, who's been our, our, our competitor, but at the same time with this, uh, this, this COVID thing, the, it really shows that we're all in it together and we all want what's right. And that's just the, the, um, the, 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 the maturation and the prosperity of these, these great young, young ladies who aspire to be college athletes. Right. Um, yeah. Big, big up to West Coast Volleyball, got the Wex, got the shoeing over, big up to, uh, the handsome, I'm gay for you, Matt Olson, Matty O, <laughs> that's Wave. And of course, big up to Endless Summer Beach Volleyball, our little tiny group on the north of the pier who just produces savages. Big up to Kaylee Jones, Serena, mm-hmm. all of our girls, Natalie, uh, anyone whose first name is Ava. Love you and miss you, miss all of you dearly. Yep, miss everybody. Um, I'm hoping that I can give you guys some good news. Um, I will be sending out an email May 15th as soon as I get word from the city. Uh, I'm sure they're probably going to push me back to May 30th, but maybe I'll have some news on May 15th. I don't know. So I just keep, uh, you know, keep updating everybody. Yeah. Hey, an hour goes fast, Iran. <laughs> I guess I, I do. I do want to close with please. If we all do our part and we all stay home, or, or when we're out, we all wear our mask and you know we're we're practicing practicing social distancing. The more we do that, the better um, the chances we're going to have of getting back out there sooner. So uh, don't. I know it's tempting this weekend to go out there with all the uh, great weather that we're having, but if you're going to be out, please make sure you're practicing you know, good habits and uh, be safe so we can get back out there soon. We don't want anyone sick. We don't mm-hmm. want it. We hope, we hope that everyone stays healthy and we want to be back soon. No, no doubt. Also plug in uh, some of the websites, some of the clubs, maybe from out of state, maybe they might want to come to California for, for like a, you know, maybe a field trip and, and maybe some of the get notice uh, beach tournaments. Uh, what's the website again? Oh, it's um, get notice. So it's GNBV dot net dot net i can't i have so many websites i forget so it's gnbv.net and then it's bvne.org so either one of those websites will get you to all of our information um the get notice beach volleyball website is our college recruiting showcase and if you guys want to get your highlight video into me to get us up on the youtube channel which is get notice beach volleyball just go to gnbv.net and follow the instructions and we'll get you guys up and then we'll schedule a uh, interview with you. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice. I've got some coming up Friday. So we're going to have some new uh, player interview profiles up on Friday and we're going to roll that program out. People are going to be excited about it because it's still a way for people to get noticed while we're in this downtime. And we still have a little bit of downtime left. So we anticipate that we're going to be getting really busy with those player profiles and interviews up here. Really Definitely. Soon. So plugging in BVNE. Uh, plugging in um, endless summer beach volleyball girls girls who are here for the summer for the recruiting yep. showcases just with parents want to train with somebody there's no there's no coaching staff as far as chemistry that's better than us I, I, I say that with a heightened level of um, uh, chauvinistic conceit um, yep. that that um, and, and competitiveness that's just a competitive me I think I think we're the best so plugging in us come come play with us also plugging in NY varsity sports watching me 
watching you. <laughs> for all of you at home, for all of you watching, thank you for joining us. Uh, the, the Of course, it's going to be available on iTunes and Spotify as well as the, my YouTube handle, which is which is okay. That's not pushing as much because YouTube wants me to pay to promote it. And eventually I'll do that. Uh, Facebook, Facebook um, NY Varsity Sports on Facebook. Like that page because that's where um, the most uh, traffic and activity is coming from. Oh. And... And that's all I got for for Deron Forbes, program director, Get Notice Beach Volleyball, founder of Endless Summer Beach Volleyball. I am Jason DeBeas. And for her and myself, I say so long. Bye. We're out. Miss, Miss you, everybody. Can't wait to get back. Come check out the Option Podcast on optiondb.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.